Welcome to the How to Trade Like a Pro podcast. I'm Vinant Alt and I'm happy to welcome in this episode the one and only wandering trader Marcello Arambidi. With Marcello, I'm talking about travel, trading and lifestyle of a trader. Before we start, take a closer look at the risk disclaimer and the show notes. And now enjoy this episode. Marcelo, I'm I'm so happy to, to be together with you after we met in Medellin. Now to have this, it's not really an interview. It's more, I hope so, a conversation about trading, about life, about traveling. And so as you've been the one and only wandering trader, and I follow you for years, I'm really, really happy to discuss with you about everything. So welcome, Marcelo, to my well, podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So let's just jump right in. And most of you, most 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 of, of the listeners and the people know you as the wandering trader. But of course, you haven't always been the wandering trader. You have a history, you have a story. Even though you're quite young, you just did a lot of things in your life. So just tell, tell me a bit about your life story. I know you're from I, I was born in Venezuela. I came to the US. I basically I basically consider myself American, even though I have European heritage. But my family was always traveling a lot. We were going on cruises and things like that. And so at a young early age, I got into trading actually because I was taking college level courses in high school. They're called AP classes, advanced placement classes in the US. And I would go up to my uncle's house and he would come home and he would be like, oh, I made $10,000 a day. Oh, I lost $17,000 a day. So the whole situation with the stock market was in the back of my head because of that. That's how I kind of got into trading. Oh, okay, I see. And so being a person, I, I wasn't poor when I grew up, but I wasn't rich either. You know, I kind of had to struggle and, and work for all the things that I had. Right. So for me, I always thought that success wasn't necessarily money. It was really about freedom. Right. And so in the society that we live in, there's a great story. I forget where this comes from or who said it, but they talk about how there's an American who goes to a place in Central America, sees a guy with a boat and he's like, oh, you know, you're doing so well. Why don't you start growing and get two boats? And then after you get two boats, you can keep reinvesting and then you can get a big yacht and then you can go public and then you can have yachts all over the the world to, and then you can retire and then go back and live and spend time with your family. And then the guy looks at me, he's like, I'm already doing that now. Like, why would I go through all that to have to do the same thing I'm doing now? So true. So I kind of always had that belief that success isn't necessarily about money, but obviously in the society that we live in, in order to enjoy life, it's about, you need money, right? It's right. not necessarily, I'm not really a fancy guy. I don't have Ferraris or like Louis Vuitton purses or, or, you know, all that stuff doesn't really interest me. But when I go and out eat or I go to buy something or I see something that I really want, I don't really look at the price tag. So for me, it's not necessarily about being rich. It's really about having enough money to not worry about money. And yeah. trading obviously provides that that balance, right? Where you can, in the beginning, it's a lot of work, right? Everybody kind of sells it as it's super easy and it's really not. It's mm -hmm. one of the hardest ways to make money easy, the easy, make money the easy way. Yeah. But if you're able to do it correctly after suffering and putting in the hours and, you know, the late nights and all that stuff, it can be great because it gives you kind of the great balance where you can do really well money wise. You can have time as well. And so that's kind of the, the shortened version of my background. Mm -hmm. So eventually in, in college, um, took me a while to decide to quit my job because obviously it's it's super scary, right, to leave, quote unquote, a fixed income. Oh, sure. But eventually, 
I left. I still remember we didn't have all the technology that we had today. So I was traveling with two suitcases, two 17 inch HP laptops with two monitors, like as a backup, right? If one went down, I needed the other one to be able to trade and stuff. Yeah. Now you can do everything from a laptop, even the cell phone with trading view and stuff. But um, that was kind of the, the whole idea. So I left eventually. I traveled all around the world. I've lived in if I remember the numbers right, it's been so many years, 12 countries across five continents. You know, I visited about 150 countries and it's uh, it's been a great, great life so far. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like. And as you are posting about this life on, on wanderingtrader.com for years, I mean, everybody can follow your journey and also see, I mean, pictures, but I mean, you're still quite young. I mean, you're like 36 right now, right? I think, 30, I, I actually just turned 39. 39. Thanks for the compliment, though. Yeah, you're welcome. My pleasure. <laughs> anyway, so so you, you did quite a lot. And um, everybody who looks at this website sees a lot of pictures, like all these traveling ones. And this was way before Instagram started. You know, all the people just yeah. showing off on Instagram. I do the same, honestly speaking. You know, so I have all the yeah. traveling pictures on Instagram. And hey, guys, I'm here, I'm, I'm here, I'm here. And I totally agree. It's not about being rich in terms of... I, I have stacks of money in my room. Nobody cares about that. But you have the freedom to do whatever you want, whenever you want, and in terms of you want, right? And this yeah. is something that really just money can buy because with money, you can just buy time and experiences, right? I'll give you a quick example. Sorry to interrupt you. I remember I had a girlfriend in Brazil when I was living in Brazil and yeah. I couldn't be in Brazil more than six months. So I had to kind of wait until the year was over, the calendar year to come back. Mm -hmm. And I found out that she was cheating on me when I went back. And so, you know, everybody's been <laughs> cheated on or had that situation. But yeah. one of the things that was great, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to get out of here. I'm just going to go do something else. So I just bought a one way flight to Singapore. I went to live in Singapore and it was great because it's a new, new city, you know, new senses, new, everything, new language. And it, you kind right. of, you know, I got over it really quick because of that. So It, not that, you know, you have to do that to get over a relationship or whatever, but, but that's kind of the thing that I'm talking about, just being able to have that freedom to kind of do what you want to do. And that kind of, for me, is the definition of success. Absolutely. It's so true because I, I feel the same, not that I got cheated on, but, you know, when whenever I go somewhere, I have two backpacks and that's it. I just travel, carry on. So whenever I feel like, oh, I don't like it here anymore, I just go. Yeah. You know, you can go to the next flight and just you're off. And this yeah. is some kind of freedom. And even you don't have to care about where to go, how much the flight is right now, but just because just use your credit card and you're gone. And, well, and even people now, even people now, like with the way that the inflation and stuff is going, you know, even if right. a newer trader is just starting to get the consistency and they need to go somewhere else to save on money or whatever, right? You can go to Latin America or even Spain is a lot cheaper than the US or even Asia, for example, the time difference is a little bit messed up there. But True. I mean, you could you could live on $500 a day in, in a place like Thailand or even, you know, Sri Lanka or a lot of these places in Asia. Yeah. And so it kind of provides an advantage as well because part of the reason why people don't become successful is because of the pressure of having to make money. And a lot of people quit their jobs too early and then the pressure comes in. It's happened to me when I was traveling, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have a bad day or a bad week and then the, the pressure starts steadying in and the psychology, you know, I had yeah. to like live off of other things for a while while my trading came back. And a lot of people don't think about those things. So it kind of, it, it has that benefit as well where you can have a, a higher quality of life somewhere else 
because, you know, in Thailand, you can literally get a massage for a dollar a day every single day. I mean, you can't do that in the U.S. if you don't have the money, right? It'll cost 100 bucks, 150 bucks. Yeah, true. It's, it's great, man, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned a lot of very, very important things, starting back really when you just got in touch the first time with trading, you know, with your uncle. And he was telling me, I, I was up 10. Now I'm, I'm down 17 grand a day, which is really quite a lot. So actually, you need to do some some huge trades to get to these numbers. But also you're talking about pressure. So and pressure is something a lot of people don't really feel like it's necessary to think about because usually it's like, okay, where's the best entry? Where's the best exit? And how can I make money fast? Which turns to how can I get broke fast? Yeah. And yeah, it's always levels of pressure. It. Like yeah. the way that I always describe it is uh It's like riding a bike for the first time. Mm -hmm. You have to think about the process. You have to think about, but no so it's, it's about the pressure and the way I describe it is about riding a bike. When you yeah. first ride a bike or learn how to drive a car, you have to actively think about every single piece of the process, right? You have to put the clutch, you have to change the shifter. You have to like worry about this and that. But then over time, you don't even think about riding a bike. You don't even think about driving home. Your subconscious automatically takes you there because that's, that's mm -hmm. where you're going. It's like a GPS map in your brain. You just kind of put it in and you just automatically do it because you've already trained your mind how to do that. Yeah. And trading is kind of the same right. where in the beginning it's, it's, it is difficult, right? It's, I mean, if it was easy, everybody would be a professional trader. So sure. you have to learn how to do that. But then after you learn, then obviously you get to the different levels of psychology and different levels of, of capital where, yeah, in the beginning you might be making $50 a day or a hundred dollars a day. That's what the goal is. And that eventually that turns into a thousand or 10,000 or 50,000, assuming you do everything properly and you don't have like big psychological battles and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But how can you get there? I mean, okay. Talking about $50 a day. Yes. It's possible and achievable for most of the people. I mean, you don't have even to have a big and huge account. You just start, let's say, with $5,000. You know, you have the 1% rule. Well, not, so, e not even know. now, right? Now they have the micro futures where you can right. open up an account for with a $100 minimum. And yeah. since futures have a much bigger leverage built into the system, you don't have the risk of actually having to borrow money from the broker like in Forex or you know, the, the, the trash, like uh, binary options or synthetic indexes oh God, yeah. Yeah. where they give you a hundred to one or 500 to one leverage. And you actually have to borrow the money and pay interest on that yeah. in futures. You don't have to borrow the money. It's built automatically into the system because of the way futures are designed. And right. so with a micro futures account, you can open up an account with a hundred dollars. And then the S and P 500, for example, you could do the way I always describe it to people is if we think conservatively, let's say, okay, I'm going to make a dollar a day in profit. Right. Well, if you're trading in stocks or, or Forex without mm -hmm. margin, without having to borrow money to get leverage, you're only going to make a dollar in profit. True. Whereas with futures, it's anywhere between, you know, five dollars. This is the micros right. uh, anywhere to five thousand dollars per dollar in profit, which is the silver futures. So yeah. with micro futures, if you just open up a hundred dollar account, if you make one dollar in profit, that's five dollars. That's mm -hmm. just one contract. So you right. assume four weeks in a month, three days profit, right? You, right. you could, you could make, you know, what, 10, 20, $30 a day. You're not going to live off of that, but that's kind of the beginning of kind of getting to the next level, right? If you get to the normal futures account, which are the minis, it's a minimum of a thousand dollars to open up the account. And then $1 in profit turns into $50 a day. 
Right. You're not going to live off of that either. But if you, especially now with the way inflation is, I know what the government is reporting. I think it's more like 20, 30 percent inflation. Yeah, of course. That's going to pay your phone bill. It's going to pay your car payment, you know, and then you start kind of building over time. True. I mean, doing this is that, you know, you can add up to your expenses with this or just, you know, right. go, you know, I mean, so many people, they, they always tell me, yeah, I want to have this life. I mean, first of all, I did a lot of things in my life just, you know, for a living and I'm over 50. So what can I say? If you're 50, you you have a lot of more things if you think about how to, you know, how to get a good, well, not a job, but, you know, an occupation, let's put it this way, to make money. So if you right. start with when you're 30 and uh, 20 years later, you're like 50, wow. So it's, it's a whole different story, even as right. a trader and especially as a trader. So it's one thing. But also what people really don't don't see is that if even if they start small and they give themselves, let's say, three years, they are not really big, but big enough, you know, right. just to to slow down some kind of whatever job it is and to put a little bit more effort into trading. I, I just think most people, they want instant gratification, right? That's why right. we've seen this boom in crypto, because everybody thinks they can find one of these garbage coins invest a dollar and then make a million dollars off of the dollar and yeah you can do that but most people you know there's what thirteen thousand cryptos that have failed yeah so you know if you're going to be successful it takes work it's that simple right and most people don't think Always. about kind of the little steps it's like going to the gym if you're fat and you go to the gym and you lose let's say half a pound a week let's say a kilo a month which works out to be you know 0.25 kilos a week you know, over a year, you're going to lose 12, 15 kilos. Yeah. So it, it needs to be kind of that stair step process. Another way to explain it is kind of um, people playing American football or, or football, soccer, the way we call it in the U.S. You're not going to get the ball and then play in the championship game, the no. Super Bowl in the U.S. or, you know, the World Cup internationally. The first day that you get the ball at your feet, you have to practice, you have to learn, you have to go through the battles, you have to, you know what I mean? So most people don't consider that when they are going to learn trading because it's a process just like anything else. Yeah, I mean, absolutely right. You you need consistency. So you, you need to continue and continue and continue and move on, move on, move on, just day by day by day by day by day for the rest of your life if you want to, you know? Right. So it's the same as going to the gym. Yeah, I want to be, you know, I, I, I want to be, so the, the shredded guy, uh-huh, <laughs> just start working out, right? So the, I want to be rich. Okay, just start making the first simple steps, making experiences, lose money, win money, go break even, and then just, you know, evolve from that. And right. that's what a lot of people don't get. They want to, you know, Lambo now. And this is for sure, this is something what definitely was some some kind of fault of crypto. You go with Shiba whatever no i don't i don't think it's the fault of crypto i think people always have had that kind of uh want that kind of wanting to get rich quick they just didn't have a vehicle i think it was expressed in crypto yeah and before crypto in 2008 it was the housing market and before that it was the tech stocks in 1999 you know and decades ago you know millennia ago was tulip mania in the netherlands so I think this is a, just a cultural thing where every generation has their own version of it. But yeah. I don't think crypto created that. I think it was more like it could express in crypto. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, totally. So it's it's a vehicle. And 
And um, people use it. I mean, also there was di some discussion about, you know, all this Wall Street bad stuff, you know, GameStop and what people just jumping in front of, yeah, this is it. Uh-huh. Maybe yeah. for now, maybe for the moment, but not tomorrow. And this is not, not a consistency. You can use and use and use, even though you're wrong. I mean, today I made some trades. Yeah, you know, I, my trading style is some kind of counter move. But if you go to the NASDAQ today, you see just moving up. There is no counter. <laughs> right. There's nothing. So you just get stopped out and that's a deal. So, and tomorrow there will be swings again and everything is fine. So that, that's the deal you have to, you know, you have to, you have to know about. Yeah, I agree. So how, how was it when, when I read uh, about, about you on wanderingtrader.com, I see you, you started off with a loan. Is it right? So you just took literally credit. Yeah, well, I didn't have any money. And so what yeah. I did was is I took $25,000 in student loans. And Kids most people don't, don't do know. That. Huh? <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, I lost it in a month. And I did yeah. what any other responsible man would do is I went out and I took out more loans. Right. So I think very responsible. Obviously, I wouldn't recommend somebody else does that. But uh, I was just so convinced. If it wasn't going to be with trading, it would have been with something else. You know what I mean? So for me, it's just a matter of getting it done. It's just the avenue. And, and you know, the avenue I chose was the markets and, and trading. Yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely something that looking back was a little bit crazy, but I, you know, it worked out. So, yeah, finally it worked out, obviously. And just to, to, to think about it a bit, if you just have a loan of 25,000, you lose it. This means you have to make back 25,000, but these 25,000 are not yours. <laughs> so right. you have to make another 25 to have them, you know? So it's yeah. it's pretty hard work to return to, you know, to success, to the road of success doing this. But anyway, you, you made it and um, apparently uh, you're still there. So obviously you, you did something right. How's your, how's your trading style? How would you describe it? I'm more of a swing trader now. So uh -huh. because of all the things I have going on, I'm building hotels here in Colombia. Obviously, I have the academy. I have other things as well, properties right. in the U.S. It's hard for me to have to sit down for an hour or two. To, the way I kind of describe it is I didn't, I didn't learn how to trade to have to wake up at a certain time every day to, to trade. Mm -hmm. So now what I've kind of done is I've moved into swing trading where I can put in a position and then just kind of when I'm walking through the airport or wherever, look at the trading view charts on my cell phone and, you know, pick and choose my spots and then kind of get out of positions or get in positions depending where I, where I want to get in and out. So right. what I mostly do now is swing trading and mostly in silver miners. So the, the stocks of mining companies that mostly do silver because mm -hmm. I'm very, very big on silver. And so that's mainly what I do now. It's a little bit more longer term. Okay. But why silver? I mean, yeah, you can go gold. Everybody knows gold, maybe oil, but why silver? Silver has great volatility. Uh, uh -huh. The silver futures, for example, is the highest profit. So every dollar in profit in the silver futures market is $5,000 because of the, the leverage. Mm -hmm. And also because gold, for the most part, only changes hands. It doesn't really have an industrial value. Right. Whereas silver has industrial value. For example, the back of mirrors is silver. Mm -hmm. There's a huge demand now rising because of the batteries and also the solar panels, which use a lot of silver. Most yeah. people don't realize that silver is the highest conductive metal that we have anywhere so it it the, you don't lose as much electricity when it travels through a silver wire for example that's what that means 
And so the demand is exploding for silver while they haven't found a significant amount of mines. So the, the demand is exploding while the supply isn't going up at the same rate. Mm -hmm. So at one point, silver is just going to explode. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Uh, during the the pandemic in 2020, one of the miners that I trade went down to about 97 cents or so. Yeah. So yeah. I was able to get it about a dollar and four. And then within the year, it went up to seven, eight dollars. Mm-hmm. Now it's probably sitting at about 330, if I'm not mistaken. And it's kind of hovering around 230 to about, I want to say three, four dollars. So it's good volatility. And then obviously the long-term prospect is that, that there's a huge demand going on because of the electric vehicles, because the silver goes into the batteries and then yeah. even the solar panels. So that's that's mainly why I like silver. Yeah, I see. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, volatility is king when it comes to trading. So therefore, I totally agree. Also on trading futures. But you started out as a future trader, right? And yeah, then- the E-mini S&P 500. Yeah. yeah. And I, I still think that's one of the best markets for traders to learn on because it one of the mo- one of the things that most people don't realize is the market moves in waves. And so you're not always going to have the best market ever to make money in. Right. Mm-hmm. The market for sometimes in the summer, it gets really slow. You know, Thanksgiving week, it gets really slow. So yeah. as a trader, you have to understand that. Well, yeah, you're going to have the great moments, mm-hmm. but you're going to have the mad moments, too. So the great thing with the S&P 500, the E-mini, the future, is that it provides kind of a great spectrum for people to learn on. And that's what you need to do as a trader. You need to learn how to be conservative when the market isn't doing well. And you need to learn how to be aggressive when the market is moving well. So the E-mini S&P 500, I think, provides that balance. And then once people learn, they can go and trade whatever they want. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, reading a chart, whether it's in a future or a stock or Forex, it's exactly the same. True. So then you can trade longer term, shorter term, medium term, you know, and then you kind of decide as a trader how you want to to kind of handle the positions that you trade, because then it's kind of a personal, um, like a personal style, so to speak. Mm-hmm. How long does it take to, to get to that level where you just say, OK, now I'm free to use like every chart and I, you know, I can I can go for every market situation and I also have my mindset on the, you know, proper setup. I think it depends on the person. I think okay. if anybody tells you that you're going to be successful in X amount of time, that for mm-hmm. me is a red flag because it depends on the person. I have trained, I mean, a 14-year-old here in Colombia, for example. I've had a 12-year-old too that didn't know anything about trading. Mm-hmm. I've also traded a guy, uh, rest in peace, James Kensington. He was trading a $300 million hedge fund. So I've seen a huge range of people and personalities. And one thing that I've noticed is you don't have to be the smartest person in the world. You don't have to know anything about finance or economics or even math. You don't have to be good at math, but you just have to be disciplined and you have to, it's really more about pattern recognition. And obviously that takes time. Mm -hmm. So the fastest that I've seen somebody do it is six weeks from absolutely zero all the way to being consistently profitable. And then right. the longest I've seen somebody do it was nine years. Mm-hmm. He did binary options. And that was Raul. He unfortunately died as well. Rest in peace. He did binary options and Forex for seven years. Then he went, changed to futures, took him two years with me. Mm-hmm. And then he went back and started doing Forex again, but successfully. Mm-hmm. So the key for me isn't, it, it comes down to the person taking it serious, being disciplined. I'll give you an example. A lot of people play around when they're on simulation. But mm-hmm. one of the things they don't understand is that when you're doing that on simulation, you're creating a habit. Yeah. So when you're under a high degree of pressure, when you're trading live and your money's on the line, you're going to revert back to those stupid decisions and games you were playing on sim. 
Mm-hmm. So it, 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 I can't really give you an exact period of time because another thing that it depends on, for example, is a lot of people want to sell these indicators and lines and all this stuff. Right. And when it comes to trading, it's about, in my opinion, 85, 90% psychology. Mm-hmm. So what you have to do is simplify it as much as possible to get a simple strategy. There isn't necessarily one better way to trade because there's a bunch of different ways that people trade. There's a million different indicators that people use and they all work. True. So it's about simplifying the process to be able to make sure you can focus on your psychology because that's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. And then after that, obviously looking for the consistency, which I gave you the range there, right? It's anywhere between, I would say, six weeks to two years because it depends on the person, whether they take it serious. The smartest person, for example, isn't necessarily the best because they're stubborn. So they want to do whatever they want rather than learning from your mistakes. So that's kind of the range that I can give you for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. And I totally agree. I mean, always everything is individual. So people are, it's true, they are, they are just stubborn. You know, if you're trading like for a couple of years and then you see, you oh, know, I don't get any further, I need some help. You have all this stuff in your mind and you have all the, all the habits, all the bad habits as well. So you have to get rid of those first of all. And then you have to apply some new ideas and also you have to agree of them. And that's totally the point. So, and I, I'm, Yeah, I mean, the turtles, they already have proven it, that if you give one system to like a bunch of people, you have like a bunch of systems right? because of that. No, but you, you know what I think what it is, is I think everybody always tries to find like this holy grail system or strategy. True. And the problem is that most people don't realize that they can't trade like somebody else. It's like you have to have like a guide. Mm -hmm. A strategy, fixed rules that will allow you to sit down and learn, but then Mm -hmm. eventually you have to develop your own personal style. Mm -hmm. And me being in this industry and training people and funding traders, I I realized over a a while the way that I kind of set up my the business was somebody became successful Mm -hmm. and then I would put them in the academy to help me continue to redefine the strategy because they have new eyes, a new point of view, the markets change constantly. And then kind of the strategy that we teach kind of kind of changes over time. Mm -hmm. But most people don't realize when they try to trade exactly like somebody else that they don't have the same risk tolerance. They don't have the same personality. They don't have the same cojones. Right. Somebody can go in and put in a ton of capital. Other people a lot more conservative. Yeah. So it's like a a self-reflection game where you have to kind of realize and, and how you want to do things and what you feel comfortable with kind of in a, in a framework of ideas, whether it's mm-hmm. a strategy that you want to use and then kind of continue from there and kind of develop your own style. That's, that's why I think a lot of people fail because they see somebody else who's successful. They try to copy them, you know, black and white. And that's part mm-hmm. of the reason why they fail because you can't trade like somebody else. You're not going to be comfortable that way. Yeah, I mean, you never can copy somebody else. And this is a huge misconception in life in general. You know, if you if you just want to copy the life of somebody, you know, oh, I want to have this lifestyle, uh-huh, but you don't know where this lifestyle is coming from. I want to have this money, but you don't know where this money is coming from. You don't, you know, right. you don't know anything. And even though you feel like, oh, I want to be a speaker, uh-huh, are you a speaker? Things like this, you know? So, yeah. I, I mean, we, we, we are both are used to be on stage. So, so it's not for everybody. So you need to be very comfortable when people are eyeballing you, right? (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's funny because I remember two or three situations of guys on the Spanish side that I've had 
where they were very big introverts and they didn't feel comfortable at all being in front of people. And, you know, when you train people, especially when you're teaching people how to trade, obviously, if you're wrong all the time, that's not going to go very well. And I threw them kind of in the lion's cage doing presentations in person in front of 500, a thousand people Mm -hmm. or training people in a training room in a live market with a hundred, 200, 300 people in a class. And the, the fact that I forced them to do that and they felt that pressure actually helped them with the trading Mm because these were mainly the guys that were trading my money at the time. And Mm -hmm. so by feeling that pressure, it kind of allowed them to go back in the market and say, Oh, well, this isn't too bad. Right. It's just like, you know, some lines moving up and down. It's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of depends on the person. I agree with you, but also I think people can change over time because their, oh, yes. their capacity, their psychological levels and stress kind of, they increase over time as well because they're able to handle a lot more over time. Yeah, it's absolutely true. I mean, if you get, if you can change from being not comfortable to comfortable in, in public with what you're doing, totally, that's all effect, but you have to grow into it. And right. speaking of growing into it, I mean, if you start low and then you're not like with a small account and all of a sudden you get a big account, this could change also your point of view of trading. How are your experiences with this? For example, you have, you know, some, some students trading your money. So, so how did this work? So my, my idea with trading was, well, yeah, I can sit down and trade and have my freedom, but then I always have to work. Yeah. I'm like, who wants to work? Right. And so if it's, (laughs) if it's working for me and I was training people and it was working for them where the idea is, well, let me train them to trade my money. And then that Mm -hmm. way I won't have to work because then I don't have to get up in the morning. Yeah. And so that was kind of the beginning of it. The first group was seven people. And then after that, I, you know, turned into a funding company, uh, kind of over time. And then now, you know, it's a business to run the funding company and the actual traders. And it kind of, you know, grows over time. But that was kind of the idea behind that is that, well, if I really want my freedom, I don't want to have to wake up in the morning here in Colombia, for example, I would have to wake up at eight for yep. the market at eight 30. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who wants to wake up? And I mean, I, I just, one of the great totally things I love about my life is that I don't have an alarm. I just wake up whenever I wake up. Yeah, which is really healthy. And if you have like right. a quite normal, healthy lifestyle, which is not that easy <laughs> from right. time to so time. That yeah. was kind of the idea behind that. And and so far, so good. Yeah. So, so far, you're, you're better off in Argentina or in, in, in Brazil because... You're I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend Argentina. Ahead. I personally don't like Argentina. And the problem with Argentina for traders as well is that they have a very late start. So they'll mm-hmm. eat dinner, for example, at 11 p.m. And mm-hmm. then they'll pregame to go partying. And then the after party will start at five or six in the morning. Like I, I yeah. couldn't enjoy my time in Argentina for that reason. I had to get up and work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Brazil's a little bit different. They're not as late. So they're kind of like on, I, I would call it more the Western Germany. I think it's probably the same. Yeah, true. The U.S. where it's like, well, you eat dinner, maybe seven, eight, nine. Then you pregame true. and then you, you start going out maybe 10, 11. You get home by three or four in the morning, two in the morning. Yeah. So. True. Um, I, I would much, I would much prefer Brazil over Argentina and because the Brazilians are a little bit nicer than the Argentinians as well. <laughs> well, this is of course a signal experience just to say that, but anyway, I mean, that's also something which is really great about, first of all, the job, second, the traveling, we're free to go where we get treated the best 
where our money gets treated the best, where you feel like most comfortable, where we agree with the people and everything else. So, and, and also with the, with, the, with the weather, you were just telling me when we were just warming up that you're not really the, the, the um, humidity guy, but more the autumn, you know, like soft weather. That's why you just live in Medellin. Well, I'll give you an example. I went to Antarctica on a cruise and I was the only one walking outside with a t-shirt in Antarctica. Yeah. That's how I feel about weather. So Medellin is great because, yeah, it gets warm. You know, they have a summer and everything. The sun's out, no clouds, but you don't feel the humidity. You could literally sit under a, a, a tree and the breeze comes through and you don't feel hot. Yeah, true. So, yeah, definitely. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I love Medellin for, for many reasons. You also know, but, you know, there's some some downsides as well. But you have to handle this. And all the, all the countries have some downsides, some upsides. So... You have to get familiar with this. You have to know how to avoid this. And that's also very exciting. I mean, in general, maybe you agree. I'm pretty sure you do. That traveling and trading has a lot of things in common. You have to be very flexible. You have to, you know, deal with setbacks. You never knew that they were coming, you know, and things like that. I, I agree 100%. They, they definitely have a lot of similarities. The, yeah. only, the only thing I think doesn't have, well, I guess trading is a little bit dangerous too. If you don't know what you're doing, then you're just going to go bankrupt. So I guess, I guess it does. It, it is completely, it's very similar, both of them at the same time. Yeah, you can lose your money in both ways. It's yeah. totally true. Sure. Kind of, yeah. But anyway, I mean, but you're not traveling so much right now, right? So you're more. No, I'm, I mainly, I have so many projects here. I have a few construction projects that I have to keep an eye on. So I don't really leave Medellin for more than a week now. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of been nice because I've been traveling for so much. First time for pleasure. Then afterwards, it was more for business. Yeah. So now it's kind of nice and I'd have to pick up and go all the time. You know what I mean? I kind of yeah. enjoy the city a little bit. Enjoy, you know, I have nine dogs here. So it's it's great to kind of enjoy life a little bit now after working so hard. Yeah, you told me you have these little ones, right? Like these. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they're cute. Normally, normally he's here with me, but they're downstairs right now. Yeah, enjoying <laughs> themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. And let's talk a little bit about psychology, because this is, as you already said, this is the most important part. And a lot of people don't get it because they feel like, okay, show me the perfect uh, entry. Show me the perfect indicator. Show me the perfect everything. But there is no perfect. There's just a perfect mindset. The, the way that I can kind of explain that is if you took a bunch of rich people and took mm -hmm. all their money away, all those rich people would be rich again because it would figure out a way to do it. Right. And on the opposite side, most people, well, I would say like what, 99.999% of people that win the lottery lose it all and they go bankrupt mm -hmm. because a, a poor mentality is going to lose all their money, whereas a rich mentality is always going to earn it. Mm -hmm. And so trading is very similar where it's really not about making money. It's really about making the right decisions. Mm -hmm. And so by making the right decisions, one of the things that you have to understand is that you might have a fear of being successful. You might have a fear of money itself because, you know, the socialist kind of mentality that's, that's starting to permeate around the world is Ooh. that money isn't good. Like rich people isn't good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you might have had a father, for example, that told you that rich people always get their money the bad way. You know, even though, for example, in the United States, I think over 90% of people that are millionaires earned it. They didn't, they wasn't given it to them. So mm -hmm. you might have that mentality, that negative mentality. And that's something that people have to work on. Yeah. So it's a kind of like a self-discovery where 
if you don't feel like you earn it even, right? Like if, if you grew up in a really bad household, for example, and you feel mm -hmm. like you don't earn, you don't, you don't deserve to be successful, that can affect you as well because then you'll yeah. self-sabotage yourself. There's a lot of, uh, there's a great feature now that a lot of people, if they don't know, are the funding companies that are primarily in futures and Forex. Mm -hmm. And I, what I've seen is a lot of people, they will do great until the last day and then they just bust their account the last day because of that fear. So oh, wow. those are all things I think that people need to work on rather mm -hmm. than focusing on making money. And I think it's one of the aspects that most people don't talk about trading. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, rich mentality, poor mentality, these are two things. I mean, Robert Kiyosaki was writing about this ages ago. We're still talking about it, but still people don't get it. Right. So just, you know, having, having loans, they, they go into debt, they, you know, they, they consume with money they don't have and all these things, but how can well, it's, you... it's funny. People always try to impress people that they don't know and they don't like. Like, That's why true. are people doing that, right? It's because of the insecurities they have. Yeah, like, and then that kind of translates into trading as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, I mean, sure. They they try to impress those people just to show them, hey, I'm better than you. You know, kind of, kind of stuff like this. But, right. of course, it's only unnecessary in life. And... Yeah, it leads or can lead to disaster that you you, you lose everything. So one of the things that people can do is they can see. I saw this picture one time. Jay Z when he first started getting money with like rapping and stuff versus now when he's a billionaire. Mm -hmm. And in the first picture, he has you know he's trying to show off the chains and and the sneakers and everything. And now he just has like a t shirt and jeans on. He doesn't show off at all. That's so it's true. like when you when you don't have it, it's like you have you feel like you have to show it. And then when you do have it, you you don't care because you have it. It's like you earned it. Yeah. So it's it's definitely it's definitely something that affects people quite a bit when it comes to trading. Yeah, I mean, honestly speaking, and I'm pretty sure you are familiar with this because it's always a little, it's a trade-off. How much do I show in public of my lifestyle? Is it about showing I'm so rich? Does it matter at all? Or is it about, okay, this is a life I have, this is my life. And honestly speaking, you can have this life too. If you just push a little, some buttons here and there and just work on yourself and work on this and you can have it too. What What do you think about this? Because it's really a trade-off. There are a lot of people, especially talking about Instagram. Who really I, I, I heard in an interview, uh, the singer from London, uh, Ed Shireen, I think his name is. And yeah, he talked Shireen, about right? how that he felt bad when he sees people trying to show off on Instagram because it shows an insecurity. Whereas yeah. what he uses is for is promotion, right? For his music and his businesses and stuff. True. And so I think that most of the people in, in this day and age with social media, it's really about that because of insecurities. They want the attention and, and all that, you know, these right. thirst traps with the women and the thongs and everything too. Men do it also. So I think most of it is that there might be a handful of people that it might not be about that, but I definitely agree with you that most of it is just because people are insecure and they want attention unless people have a business, right? If you have a business, like whether you travel for a living and you need to do that to get views and clicks to be able True. to make money, then I would say it's a little bit different, yeah. but I definitely agree with you that most of it is that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's it's it's always a point. It's so for for me and for you the same more or less, but more like in the past, it was business related, and still it is. But still, it's yeah, right. fun. It's just a reflection yeah. of the life I have. So it's it's always something. If you're really serious about what you're doing, and uh, you know, 
and not want to show off it's always a question you have to answer yourself so what do i what do i show to the people and of course if you're like traveling some uh, countries which are a little, a little bit more dangerous in public's eyes you better don't show off at all right yeah that's true did, did you have any bad experiences while traveling i got kidnapped in venezuela and oh. then in south sudan i got when they just became a new country i got detained for taking pictures at a bus stop but other than that i really haven't had any issues i had one issue here in colombia which is you know most people talk about how dangerous colombia is which i don't agree with them because i think places like New York and Philadelphia and Chicago, Los Angeles are much more dangerous than Medellin. Sorry, yeah. But it was actually my fault. So I was driving through one of these towns and there was a guy who came out on a bike. You know, the the a lot of the streets here, especially in the towns, are a little bit smaller. So the guy just came out from the corner, like a side street, and mm -hmm. stopped right in front of my car. And here in Colombia, they have a kind of a communication with the honks. You know, you can honk once like thank you or or you know, let me through. And so I got pissed off and I just held the horn at him, you know, just like, ah, and yeah. he got upset. So oh. I just kind of booked it. You know, I have a, I have a car that has 400 horsepower, so I can, I can get going if I need to, but I, I was still in the town. So I kind of just went around his bike and kept going. And then he parked the bike in the middle of the street and then got off of his bike, oh. like lunging at the car. Yeah. Like oh, Max back then. Right. So that's when I like, <laughs> you know, avoided them and I took off. And then yeah. later down, because there's so many curves in the mountains in Colombia, they were hitting my car with their legs, screaming profanities with a ski masks on. Oh, and yeah. so eventually, because my car is so fast, I, I was able to leave. But, you know, that was my fault. You know, here in Colombia, you don't want to piss off the wrong guy because they might be involved with something that you don't want to be involved with. For sure. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but other than that, for the most part, I never had any issues. I never get pickpocketed. You know, I, I pretty much, um, have had, uh, I've had pretty good experiences traveling around the world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I had two, two incidents. One of them, you already know, I don't want to go into public with that one, but it's also my fault. You know, it's like, they're not really things just it's also, it's like trading, you know, if you, if you really don't don't be aware of situations and of risks and don't have proper risk management also in your life. Well, this is what happens, right? Well, it's, it's like Colombia, right? If you're going out partying, looking for drugs and, and like girls to sleep with, well, you're going to get involved with things that you might not want to be involved in. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing. And yeah, I think most people the world like that, right? But there, it's not, there are it's not people, just... yeah, there are people that have gotten into trouble that weren't looking for it, but I think that, you know, that happens a lot in the U.S. now, too, especially in these bigger cities. Everywhere. So I think for the most part, if you're not looking for trouble or doing things you're not supposed to, for the most part, you'll be on the safe side. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's all over the world. And that's also what I really try to tell people, you know, when, when I'm talking with, with my friends in Germany or family, I say, oh, how could you ever go there? It's so dangerous. And say, I could go to Berlin, to the wrong neighborhood, and I would be much more worse off being in that neighborhood because people, they don't really understand any fun at all over there or just, you know, being like with bad luck or, you know, oh, rich guy, give me your money, which is obviously something I totally not agree with, but I get the point with that, right? So right. if I show off like crazy, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to question myself, how could this ever happen? Because I just made it possible to happen, right? Yeah, I agree this with you 100%. This is what people really have to think about. And then it's 
again, we come back from traveling to trading. It's more or less the same. You need to have the same mindset. Otherwise, you really, you, 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 you break yourself in your right. mind. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So just for, you know, ending this really enjoyable conversation, just assume I am a total newbie, just wanted to just enter the market, want to begin with trading, want to have this life. We were just discussing what will be my first steps in, in your, well, in your opinion, what do you think and what do you su suggest? First thing I would say is find a coach. You know, uh -huh. you can learn for free. I always tell people, but it's a balance of time. You know, you're not going to be able to learn the mistakes that the person already went through. So it's going to take you a lot more time to do it on your own and for free. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the first thing. From there, I would say choose the correct market. I wouldn't recommend people do. I would stay completely away from markets like op binary options and synthetic indexes. Yes. Those markets aren't regulated. And for mm -hmm. example, the whole European zone made op binary options illegal for that reason. They're highly manipulated and they're not regulated. Yes. So it's like the, the broker manipulates the market in their favor. And it's a lot harder for you to make money. Because Forex there are is no like markets, that as well. Right? Yeah. Say again? There are no markets. These are no yeah. markets. Yeah, They're they don't exist. The right. Yeah. Right. That, that, that's what I mean. So stay completely away from those. Forex is a little bit in that direction, but at mm -hmm. least it is a, it's a regulated market individually in each country. Mm -hmm. But there's a little bit of fun and games that go on there too, because the market is so institutionalized. There's mm -hmm. what, 94%, I think, of the market in Forex is the big players, you know, the banks and the, the, the central banks and the hedge funds and things. Yeah. So I would recommend you go to a, more of a beginner's market like stocks and futures. I'm still a big proponent in, in futures, especially for people to learn. You can start with just a hundred bucks, especially with the micro futures. Mm -hmm. And then you also have the advantage where, and I didn't have this when I was learning, where you can actually trade with somebody else's money with, yeah. the, with these funded accounts, like a company, for example, like Take Profit Trader. So um, you can start with a hundred bucks practice. It's not like you're going to start with a hundred bucks and become a millionaire, right? So keep that in mind, sure. you know, yeah. full disclosure. I'm not a trading advisor. This is for educational purposes only. Yeah. Right. So don't, don't just think you're just going to start and become, you know, Warren Buffett tomorrow. It doesn't work that way. You know, it's a lot of work involved. You can lose a lot of money. You can lose all your money if you're not serious. Yeah. But that's basically what I would do. And then after that, it's just a matter of practicing, you know, honing your skill and then focusing on psychology. And then uh, hopefully you'll become one of those that that break through. Yeah, totally agree. So that actually there's nothing to add from from my side and I really I enjoyed our conversation. Very fun and uh, well, it it's almost one hour without realizing it. So <laughs> thank you so much, Marcelo, for you know sharing all your wisdom, all your insights, and all your stories. And hope we can continue uh, one day with that one and just go a little bit deeper in one of our favorite topics like trading, life, and traveling. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That's already it. And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and you took away some learnings for your personal trading. If you want to learn more about me, about my interview partners, if you want to have a one-on-one -on -one coaching or even get into a training course with me or my interview partners, just get into the show notes and follow one of all these links you find there. And then I will be happy to hear and see you again. Your Wieland Alt.